RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. So I promised you a special episode of Daily Star Trek News today, and here it is. My friend John produces a podcast called Trek Profiles, where he takes a deep dive into his guests' Star Trek fandom. He and I recently put our heads together and thought, why don't we do a crossover event? I can read his Star Trek story, and then he can grill me on mine. So we did. And it just so happens that the timing falls right on the first anniversary of the first time that I ever recorded Daily Star Trek News. So today I'm featuring John's Star Trek story. And stay tuned to the end and I'll tell you where you can listen to my episode of his podcast, Trek Profiles. Here's John's story. I was a little kid in the 1970s, growing up in New York City. My neighborhood had two very large ethnic groups, neither of which would have counted me as a member. Accordingly, I was a loner kid who mostly did nerdy stuff like build plastic model kits and hang out at the hobby store. Star Trek was on every night around dinner time on WPIX Channel 11, and I would watch it either on my parents' Sony Trinitron color TV or across the hall at my grandfather's apartment on his black and white one. And that was how I escaped my neighborhood. I would fly along with Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and my favorite, Scotty, on voyages across the galaxy. When I started watching Trek, it was all about the fun adventures, wild-looking aliens, and the occasional space battle. As I got older, I discovered the deeper meaning in many of the episodes. Space Seed taught me about the very worst form of masculinity. Devil in the Dark showed me about how compassion for others was a strength, not a weakness, The Corbomite Maneuver gave voice to the very best principles of the human spirit. In every episode, even what today we might call the bad ones, I'd watch, think, and learn something about myself and formulate an optimism about the human enterprise, which has never left me. Please, (laughs) please forgive the pun here, it came naturally. I watched TNG the day it went on the air, and I continued to watch Star Trek in waves and fits and starts for years. At one point, I decided to join the Navy to earn money to finish my college education. As part of the procedure for joining the military, they have to decide what job you're going to do once you are in. It's based on your test scores, how fast you want to join, and what slots are open. I remember this day for me like it was yesterday. The chief at the station gave me three offers. The first was for some kind of mechanical drafting job. I looked at the description he handed me and asked what else he had. (laughs) Next, he gave me an offer for journalism. That just didn't seem for me. Next, he handed me an offer to attend Naval Nuclear Power School and to have the opportunity to work in engine rooms, either on aircraft carriers or submarines. I can't imagine what my face looked like at the time, but in my head, all I could think was, I can be one of Scotty's guys. This is amazing. And right then and there, I signed up. I went through years of Navy schooling and eventually I was assigned to a submarine, where I was, in fact, one of Scotty's guys. After the Navy, I got a job in the semiconductor business, directly based on the education I got from my nuclear power training. I finished my undergraduate and a master's degree while working in various jobs, and every single position I have ever worked, in any company I have ever worked for, there's a through line back to that decision to select nuclear power as my Navy career field, because I loved Scotty so much from TOS. 
So that's the professional side. On the personal side, I'm still as engaged, lol, <laughs> as ever, with Star Trek. I've been going to conventions since I was 9 or 10, and I still go to STLV almost every year. I just wrote a piece for StarTrek.com on toxic masculinity, as portrayed by Khan, and I do a podcast called Trek Profiles, where I do deep-dive interviews with Trek fans on why they love the show. And I'm pleased to tell you that my latest episode is available today and features an interview with the host of this very fine program who is reading my letter to you. So if you enjoy these kinds of Star Trek stories in addition to this show, please do check out my program at trekprofiles.com or search for Trek Profiles wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Thanks to you, Allison, and thanks to all of you for listening to my Star Trek story. John Krikorian, host, Trek Profiles. And I just, me, I have to say a big thanks to John, who's a really great guy. Um, I've met him a few times now at STLV, and he's kind of a staple there, always a smiling face. And um, I think I've probably had more conversations with him online than I have in person, but um, I still consider him a friend, and it's great. Um, You should check out, Trek out. (laughs) You should check out Trek Profiles. It's a really great show. It's really in-depth, and it's entertaining, and it kind of plunges the depths of what makes up a Star Trek fan. It's totally worth listening to. So the latest episode of Trek Profiles is now available, featuring yours truly. Uh, If you've ever been curious about my fandom, then you should go and check it out. Uh, We cover, among other things, conventions, podcasting, my favorite episodes, and we even talk about Hurricane Irma a little bit. We also wrestle with uh, whether Kirk was a womanizer, whether Janeway was a murderer, and why I never, ever, ever (laughs) want to meet Jonathan Frakes. So it should be fun and hopefully insightful, and I hope you enjoy it. You can find Trek Profiles wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head to trekprofiles.com for in-depth show notes, including lots and lots of pictures and links to other stuff. Thanks again to John, and thanks again to you for listening. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com the Roddenberry Podcast Network.